Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 18, the Vermont New York Youth Project. They learn to communicate and they learn to understand each other, which is the basis of, of real racial harmony. 1968, and America is reeling from the assassinations of Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King. In the wake of the King assassination and ensuing riots, the Kerner Commission, established by President Johnson, issues a report describing the country as racially divided into black and white worlds. In Vermont, Governor Philip Hoff responds by spearheading the creation of the Vermont New York Youth Project, a summer program for 600 white Vermont teenagers and 600 black and Hispanic teenagers from Harlem, Bedford-Stuyvesant, and other inner-city New York neighborhoods. Now, it's true that Vermont had very few blacks. Former Vermont Governor Philip Hoff. But I felt that we in Vermont had a responsibility to do what we could to bring about an end to this kind of schism in our society. Under the direction of Vermont Secretary of Civil and Military Affairs, Benjamin Collins, the project took place at eight sites around Vermont. Each had an interracial staff and focused on activities such as job training, outdoor education, the arts, and cultural understanding. I probably could count on one hand how many black people I had met in my lifetime. Gail Peck was a Waterbury teenager when she heard about the project from a friend. She attended the Wyndham College site in 1969 and I led a fairly isolated life, you know, real typical rural Vermont life. Curiosity was what happened. Curiosity from both sides. Naima Wade Rodriguez, originally of New York City and now Brattleboro, was a student at Linden State College when she was asked to teach dance and writing in the project and to serve as a liaison between the New York and Vermont kids. From New York participants, there was showing their culture and also, on the other hand, learning of another cultural context that was very different. And on the, on the side of the Vermonters, it was the opportunity to be exposed to another cultural context. It was the truest cross-cultural exchange. I became aware of other cultures, certainly different ways of dressing <laughs> and um, of being. I think that it helped me treat anybody around me with a lot more respect. If you learn that when you're 14, that's, that's major, I think. Despite its successes, the project did have difficulties, especially in 1969. Stuart Meacham of Montpelier was program director of the Saxons River site. The site ended up with more than twice as many teenagers as anticipated. There was a, a certain level of, in, of greater confidence the second year, and that meant that people could be more open. And the result of that was that more deeply held issues came out, more deeply held feelings. And I think that this was particularly true at Saxons River because of the pressure uh, of the numbers of everybody being there. But it wasn't uh, uh, an unrelieved, happy experience of all the kids out there together just loving each other. It, it, was, it was tough. 
The loss of federal funding and rising opposition led to the discontinuance of the project after 1969. Though he remains a supporter of the project, Governor Hoff sees it as a key factor in defeating his 1970 bid for the U.S. Senate. The pollster for the Republicans said that he had never seen somebody come down as fast in the polls as I did following that uh, Vermont New York Youth Project. But for Gail Peck and Naima Wade Rodriguez, the legacy of the Vermont New York Youth Project was a positive one. We all wanted to light the world on fire. It changed my life. It was made a major impact on me. This is a unique state because it did make an attempt toward racial understanding at a time that many people, whether black or white, refuse to make that step. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.